Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. They are aligned. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the condition for God for giving us our sins and healing our land? If we pray. If we will call on his name. If we will humble ourselves and call on his name and pray and seek his face. Today, you see the prevalent danger right now is the virus. Do you get it? I knew a guy who was called B.B. Manson, the virus. The current danger we are, we are all facing is now a global pandemic. Do you get it? It's the virus. Okay? But apart from the virus, there are many of us here who are endangered one way or another. And today, our prayer is that God should heal our land. Hallelujah. God should bring healing to us. Heal our land. Look, the disease is closer than you thought it is. Do you you get it? It's it's just all around. Every day we sleep and wake up, the number in our country increases. Do you see? And I'm not saying this for you to panic. Do you see? I'm saying this for you to be aware. Because HIV has killed more people than Corona, but I don't see you moving around wearing a condom and all over the place. I don't see, it's like as you are coming to the colorful Sunday, you are wearing a a luminous green condom and you are, no! Do you you get it? Uh I'm saying it for you to be aware of the type of danger we are exposed to. Hallelujah. Do you get it? And our prayer is that God should heal our land. Do you get it? Other countries are closing their borders. They are closing down flights. We are just washing our hands. Do you, do you get it? And this is a country that was almost killed by Polony. How much more Corona? Do you get it? So if God himself doesn't intervene and heal our land, you, our government will not do much for us. It's unfortunate. Neither will EFF do much for us. I hear EFF says they should take all the people who have been infected by the virus and quarantine them on Robin Island. Do you get it? I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah, but who's going to take them? Yeah. Do you get it? But I want to pray that God himself should stretch his hand onto South Africa, stretch his hand onto Peter Marisbeck, yes, stretch his hand onto KwaZulu Natal, yes, and heal our land. He says, if we call on him, if we humble ourselves and we pray, we seek his face, he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Lift your voice wherever you are and just begin to pray that God will heal our land. He will heal your school. He will heal your workplace. 
you will heal our land in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus
Yes, Lord. Malachi chapter 4. Kedos. I want to read verse number 2 of Malachi chapter 4. Now, I want you to read these scriptures because your prayers are based on these scriptures. Amen. Prayer is not just shouting. Actually, God has no regard for shouting. The shouting is just to scare the devil. That's why when armed robbers come, they shout so that you are afraid. Do you get it? But the shouting is just to scare the devil. God is interested in what he has said in his word. That's what he's interested in. Hallelujah. Let's read it. It says, but unto you. Arise. Let's start again. I can only hear two people. If you don't speak English, read it in Zulu. Okay, but read it anyway, whichever way. Even if you don't know the words, just say the, say what you, you think it is saying. Hallelujah. But let's read it. All right, let's start. But unto you Thank you. That fear my name. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness. Shall the son of righteousness Arise with healing in his wings. With healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up and grow up as calves of a star. Hallelujah. One of the names of Jesus is the Son of Righteousness. Amen. Now it's not Son S O N like Mr. Righteousness's son. Is sun, sun, sun. The way you see the sun up there, you see that when the sun shines, it shines on everybody. That's right. That's Jesus. Amen. Okay. And the Bible says this Jesus, who is the Son of, He will rise upon you. Amen. And when He rises, when He's rising, you have healing in His wings. Amen. You have healing in His wings. We want to pray that the Son of Righteousness will rise over our city. Rise on us. He will rise upon us rise. with healing in his wings. Yes, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray wherever she you are. Pray Lord, let the Son of Righteousness rise upon our city. Rise upon our land with healing in his wings. Healing in his wings. Healing in his wings. Healing in his wings. A drone is yes. Do you get? If you have watched some of the videos that are trending, you see that in some countries, drones are flying in the air and they are spraying mm. yeah. uh, disinfectants. So even those who don't want to bath, they are being disinfected. <laughs> do, do you understand? That's what this scripture means. That the Son of Righteousness will rise upon you. When He rises, Amen. He begins to spray healing. 
he begins to spray healing. So those who have not even prayed for healing, they begin to benefit from the healing Amen. that is coming from Hallelujah. the Son of Rhino. It's like he's racing over the city and he starts to fly. Yes, Lord. Lift up your voice, pray one more time. Let the Son of righteousness Lift your hands wherever you are, let us yes, pray. Lord. Everybody lift your hands, let's pray. If your neighbor is talking to you right now, your neighbor really is trying to kill you. Lift up your hands wherever you are and let us pray. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. Yes, Lord. We pray, let the sun of righteousness rise upon us with healing in his wings. Yes, Lord. And let us enjoy the healing power of Jesus, that sun of righteousness. Let our families enjoy this healing. Let our friends enjoy this healing. Yes, Lord. Let our, our, our city enjoy this healing. Yes, Let our, our province enjoy this healing. Yes, Let our nation enjoy this healing. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands wherever you are and just thank God. Just thank God. Thank we God thank for healing. Jesus. God that by reason of your prayer this virus will not come near you. A thousand by your left side, ten thousand by your right, but it will not come nigh you. Only with your eyes will you will only see it on the news. You will not you will not hear that anybody you know has contracted the virus. Anybody you know you will not hear it. You will only see it on the news. You will only see it on the news. Lift your hands just thank you. cities, our families. Give me your best and your loudest. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to keep firing at the devil. Amen. So we got up coming now our word squad and every squad has an arsenal. Last week we had a sharpshooter, a sniper. Amen. In Angel Miller. 
Today we got rocket propelled grenade RPG coming your way. Oh, we've got a heavy artillery. Amen. So with excitement in your hearts and enjoy this. Oh, I can't hear you. Shout amen. With excitement in your voice, say Jesus. That's it.
coming to preach and a construction worker begins to clean the book. <laughs> all right. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Put your hands together for Jesus quickly. Wow. I want you to go around and say hello to everybody's looking colorful. I'll come back to that, but Go around, say hello to, don't shake hands with anybody as much as you love them. Just check out their outfit. Give them a Chinese handshake. Just, just, you know, give them an iry look, you know. God is working. He's up to something, please. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Just hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Ask your neighbor, what a guan? You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 God is working, he's up to something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, it's not the time to go home, so I don't see why. Do you get it? Wow, wow. You have missed your chance to sing, please. All of you have missed your chance. Lift your hands and let us pray. Lift your hands, everybody. Please, no movement. Don't be moving around. It's not time to go to the toilet. Uh, it's time to hear the word of God. So everybody should settle down and let's receive the word of God. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thanks a million for your word that cannot be broken, your word that is true, your word by which all things were created and all things were made. Today, as we come to have an encounter with your word, indeed we know that things will be made in our lives. In the name of Jesus, reform our lives, redirect our lives, guide our lives, and lead us in the right way. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated. All right, whilst we get everybody to settle down, Jesus, what a wonder you are. You, you are so gentle, so, so pure, and so calm. You shine like the bright morning sun. 
for Jesus, please. Hallelujah. Wonderful. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? I'm excited to see all of you. I'm excited to see that you are alive. I'm excited to see that you are well. I'm excited to see that you are still in Christ. Hallelujah. There are so many things trying to take us out. So when you, when you see another day, it's because God has been merciful to us. Bible says the mercies of the Lord, they are new every morning. The reason why we wake up every morning is because God comes to renew his mercies to us. Yeah. Actually, God sends his spirit to wake us up every day. Without that, you won't wake up. Because between sleep and death, there's just a slim line. Yeah. And you don't wake up because your alarm rang. If it were so, you can take your alarm to the mortuary and let it ring and see if anybody will wake up. You wake up because God comes to breathe the breath of life into you and then you wake up. Put your hands together for Jesus for the great work that he has done. Also, I see so many of you look very colorful, very beautiful, very nice. It's exciting. Put your hands together for those of you who played along. After I finish preaching, we are going to give an award to the most colorful, most imaginative person. Yeah, we are going to give an award, a special gift to the person. We are going to give a set of 40 books as a gift to the person. Some of you also, I mean, you look plain. Plain as in dark. Yeah, it's like no image, no creativity, no image, nothing, just dark. These are the, if it's a lady, these are the ladies that cook and don't put spices in the food. Yeah, there's no, you eat the food, there's no salt, spices, there's no spices. Yes, I know some of you are visited. You are not the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about those who have been here with me, they know themselves. I mean, you couldn't even use your makeup to make you colorful. These are the brothers that when you marry them, they will never take you out. They will say that there's food at home. Let's eat the food at home. So you, be, don't, you don't be watching out for the signs. It's like just wear blue and red, you can't wear it just save. If it's a graph, it will be on the same line like that. No spike. Yeah, so he will never take you out. Every day you eat at home. Yeah. If you say, let's go to KFC, you ask you, don't we have chicken at home? Yeah, and with the ladies, these are the people who cook and don't put spices. No taste. Yeah. But we'll give you another chance. How many of you think we should give you another chance? Yeah, we'll give you another chance. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to share something very little with you. Um, quickly, I just want to make this announcement. I know they will make it again, but let me just make it. On the 29th of this month, we are having the relaunch of Ben MP. Hallelujah. Ben MP is the wing that we use to support our prophet in the crusades of reaching out to lost people. Hallelujah. Salvation is the most important thing in this world. And he's taking the gospel of Jesus to so many places. I need a picture of me in this book. 
so many places um, that usually pastors don't go to villages that nobody goes to. And we as a church support it financially. Hallelujah. So, um, this is a relaunch of it. I know some of you are partners, some of you are not, but on the 29th, we will re-explain and we will re-register to be partners to support it financially. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. Now, turn your Bibles. I think don't even turn your Bible. Just put the scripture on the screen. Do me a f- I did something at UK's attend this Friday, and I, it really made a, a great difference in the service. Okay. When I went to UK's attend to preach this Friday, I let all of them put their phones on the desk, in, on the table in front of them. And they turned the screen down. Because I usually don't preach for long. The sun is shining. And you are yearning for something good. Just for you. Do you get it? So, I don't preach for long. Do you see it? So, in the time that I'm preaching, there's nothing to check on your phone. Pastor, I will remember what you have said. It will be on podcast. You just go on my podcast and you have everything that I have said. The ones you heard, the ones you didn't hear, the ones you understood, the ones you didn't understand. Everything will be on this podcast. All right? Oh, Pastor, I wanted to take a video. It will be on my YouTube as well. You will get the video there. You don't have, you don't have to stress. No stress. No stress. Do you get it? So, what I want you to do is that for the next, according to my clock, I have 35 minutes to preach. So, for the next 35 minutes, just put your phone in your bag, put it away. Do you see? And just listen to the word of God. Can you do that? Can you do that? Those of you at the back, can you hear me? Is there sound at the back? Okay, can you do that for me? For the next 35 minutes, no checking of your phone. Nobody is going to send you a message. The only person who's going to send you a message, you owe the person. Do you get You don't want to see that message. Okay, somebody say amen. amen. So let's play the same game here. Let's play. It's a nice game we can play all of us. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, not you. The Bible people will turn it up. To Mark chapter 8, we are looking for verse number 36 and 37. That is where our discussion will come from today. Let's all read together, please quickly. The Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose... Let's read this now up. Let's read. Let's go. Those of you at the back, I can't hear you. Next verse. Or... Wonderful. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Then he says it again. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So here, let's start from 37 then we'll go to 36. 37 says that, what will you give in exchange for your soul? What will be a good price? For your soul, what will be a good exchange rate for your soul, for a man's soul? Everybody has a soul. And Jesus is asking a very important question here. That What will you give? What will be the best? Let's say if I want to give you this book. There's, 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 for money, there's a particular amount of money that when you give to me will be a good bargain. If I want to give you uh, not my phone, my wife's phone. Uh. 
Because maybe if I give it to you, you bring it back. If I want to give you my wife's phone, I say, give me money in return. Depending on what type of phone it is. Do you see? Those of you who are using the who are we, we suspect you of creating the virus. Yeah, those of you with who are we, what do you guys call it? Huawei. Yeah, those of you with Huawei phones, we, we suspect you. So if I'm giving you, depending on what type of phone it is, there's a certain amount of money that when you give to me, it, it, it's a fair bargain. The same way Jesus is asking that, what will you, what will you give in exchange for your soul? Now, one of the greatest commodities on this earth is the soul of a human being. One of the most important things on the face of the earth is a person's soul. Unfortunately, many people don't have regard for their souls. Many people don't have their souls as a priority. And, and, and actually, many people have their priorities wrong. Many people... So, so Jesus is drawing our attention to the importance of our souls. And he's asking that what, what at all can be exchanged for your soul? What at all can be given in return for your soul? Many people don't know the importance of it. And when you don't know the importance of something, you just abuse it. Many students don't know the importance of education. Or I should say many people. They don't know the importance of education. If you knew, look, if you knew the importance of education, eh, look, you will study. So because they don't, look, I, I was listening to a preaching this week. The preacher said, many students fail in school, not because they are not intelligent. It's because they have their priorities wrong. It's not because they are not intelligent. If you are not intelligent, you, you wouldn't have qualified to go to UKZN. But when you got to UKZN, you see, when you were in high school, your priority was to pass and go to the university. Now, when you got to the university, that's where your priorities change. Do you get your priorities change? Then you started to follow all, all all, kind, all kinds of things. So you see, when you are supposed to go to lectures, you are in your room watching series. Yeah, when you are supposed to be studying, when you're, or, or even you are supposed to be sleeping, to be able to wake up well refreshed to go to school. You are busy at the nightclub, dancing. Yeah. Even when you decide to stay in your room for the first time to sleep, actually somebody sleeps with you either for company or for entertainment, but one of them. Are you coming along? Do you see? So, at the end of the day, many students are surprised when it's time to write exams. This is perhaps my greatest shock in, my, in the history of education. When students are surprised that they have to write an examination. What do you think going to school is about? As a student, you have as a student, you have only two, two things to do. Go to lecture, study three. Go to lecture, study, and write exams and pass. That's, that's it. So when you are, hey, we are writing. I, 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 I am amazed. I, I want to ask, what, what planet are you from? Where did you come from? First National Bank. But I mean, how? Wow, you didn't know that you have to write exams. Anyway, I apologize on behalf of the education minister for not informing you that when you go to school, you have to write exam. So on behalf of the president of the state, His Excellency Cyril Ramaphosa, I think the other president's name is more presidential, Jacob Zuma. 
mean, it's in the league of Nelson Mandela, I mean, Oliver Tambo, Tabo Mbeki, you know, why is that Sarah Maposa? It sounds like some fruit juice. Anyway. Yeah. Back to what I was saying. I don't know why you are, you are causing confusion. On behalf of the president, I hereby inform you that as a student, you have to write exams. But many students have their priority. They are rather chasing boys. Or chasing girls. Or both. Yeah. It's like when you go to the university, your priority is to be noticed by a guy. That's all you are busy with. So you wake up in the morning, you are just dressing. It's all about dressing. You spend two hours to put on makeup. Ah! Sometimes I wonder how long we spend to put, up, make, put on makeup. You wonder whether we are building a road. Do you get, are we constructing a road? Hey! But look, edic- the more you educate yourself, the less you have to work in the future. Because you work in your head. I play golf. Anytime I go to the golf course, I see people playing golf. And have you, have you ever thought of it that white people, when do they work? Because they are always sitting at the cafe, playing golf, playing games. Have you ever asked that question? But we have to go to work every day and every time. So when at all do they work? Today I will give you the answer. The answer is that they have worked into their brains. That's all. They've worked. The time you were dressing up trying to win Miss UKZN, they were working on their brains. Yeah, so they are playing golf with somebody. Then they are talking. Okay, let's buy this shares, this amount of shares. Then they play. Also, let's liquidate this business. Then they play. I think because of the current GDP, let's let go of these assets. Then they keep playing. That's, that's their work. How many of you like to work and work like this? Yeah. They work, go to school now. When you ask you are in school now, go to school. You are in high school. All you want to do is to go to matric ball. High school is not about matric ball. Ah, shame on you. Please hold this thing for me so my hands can be. Shame on you. High school is not about matric boys. I just can't wait for the matric boys so I can wear my dress. Then I can start my stuff. Then they will see. Hey, they're going to remember me one way or another. Listen, let us remember you by your results. Let us remember you by your results. Matric ball is just one of the occasions in high school. It doesn't define your life. It doesn't determine what happens to you after. Some of you wear the matric queen. I mean, the type of dressing you storm the place with. We would have thought that by now we will feel it in your pocket. This guy, Matrick, he had corn roll, corn roll. We still can't see it in his pocket. Yeah, we can't see it. This guy. Yeah, we can't see it. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm talking about having your priorities, knowing the importance of things. I have a friend. She has decided to go to school. She was working. Then she said, I'm now going to school. Now that she's going to school, she's paid 90,000 rands for going to school. Why? She, has, she knew the importance of education early, so she invested into her head. Many people, let me talk about two or then I go to what I'm saying. Many people don't even know the importance of relationships, marriage. Many ladies don't know. 
If you knew how important relationships were, you would think before you date somebody. I want to go on a date. I want to, I want to date some. Pastor, let me date some. Are you a calendar? Just, just by asking. Are you a calendar? What, what, day, what day of the month are you? What day of the week are you? And which month are we talking about? Oh, I just want to have somebody. I got to have somebody. Listen. Dating is supposed to help you find a partner to marry. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to. So you, you don't. Oh, all my friends have a boyfriend, so I'm fine. All my friends have somebody, so I'm fine. A, listen, that somebody, where is he going to take them? What is going to happen? Yeah, one, one, one of the questions you should ask yourself before you date somebody will I marry this person? If you can't answer the question, you are not ready. Or he's not the one. Yeah. Look, I met a girl one day, she's a doctor. She had just graduated from school. And then I, I told her, oh, why don't you get married? She told me, I will never get married. I said, you have not met the right person. That's why. Three months later, I was sitting there when she drove her Audi to my house. She traveled all the way from Amtata. And when people say they are from Amtata, it doesn't mean that they are from Amtata. Amtata is the closest place that you know. When you get to Amtata, you have to drive on a gravel road for maybe another two, three hours before you get to where they are from. She drove all the way from there to my house. She drove about eight hours to my house. She said, Pastor, I want to introduce somebody to you. I said, ah, I thought she was coming to introduce Jesus Christ to me. And she said, oh, this is the guy I've met. I want to marry. What should I do? I said, I told you, you have just not met the right person. So when you can't answer that question, You are either with the wrong person or you are not ready. Most likely you are with the wrong person. But if you knew, I see everybody, I'm I'm going to a relationship, I'm going to a relationship. And sometimes, like I said two weeks ago, the the wrong relationships you get into prevent you from getting into the right relationship. Hence, many ladies don't get anybody to marry them. Simple. Yeah. Because you entered a relationship with this guy and that brought you to become his wife because you entered with the right person. Imagine you were with Jimbu. When he was ready to choose a partner. By now, you would just be a slave queen in town with nobody marrying you. Yeah. Yeah. Many people don't know the importance of their marriages. Yeah, that's why they fool around in their marriage. You don't know the importance of your wife. You don't know the importance of your husband. Yeah, you, if you knew, you would treat him like God. Yeah. Or you treat her like God. How many of you have watched this movie? My time is running out quickly. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah. Yeah. All men should watch that movie. Because what goes around comes around. Yeah. All men, all brothers should watch that movie. What goes around Now, another thing that, uh, uh, let me talk about, a lot of Christians don't know the importance of the word of God. That's why Christians don't read their Bibles. The the only time you get, that's why now I've decided that we'll all read the scriptures. Because if I don't, you you will never read the Bible. When you live here, until next Sunday when you come again, you never see the Bible. In fact, the Bible doesn't exist. Yeah. So when we come, let's read because 
Bible says in the beginning was the word, John 1, and the word was with God and the word was God. By it, all things were made. Without it, the it being the word of God, there was nothing that was made that was made. Look, without the word of God, you are not going no. That's why a lot of you see Christian brother or Christian, you are in the church. The slightest thing happens. So, this person offended me. I've left the church. This person offended I've gone to become an unbeliever. This person offended me. Listen, Christianity is about Jesus Christ. It's not about anybody in the church. We are here to serve God, not to even serve the pastor. Do you get it? So, if your brother in the church offends you, Jesus has not offended you. All Jesus did for you was to die to save you. Even when the pastor offends you, you don't have a right to live. Because you are not serving the pastor. You are serving Jesus. You are serving God. So even when the pastor offends you, you don't have a right to backslide. Because at the end of the day, the pastor has offended you. But what has Jesus done against you? But because we don't know that, we, we don't have our priorities right. We, we are just blown around by anything that happens. So one of the things that we do not know the importance of is the soul of a man. And fortunately, all of us have souls. A, a man is made up of this, your physical body, your soul, and your spirit. And God relates, God doesn't relate with your body, he relates with your spirit and your soul. And your soul determines what your spirit does. And your soul determines what your body does. Yeah. You are in church today because your soul wanted you to be in church. You can even just, you can put it in layman's terms as your soul is your mind. And your feelings. Your emotions. Your intellect and your emotions. That's your soul. So it's like you woke up. Somebody invited you to church. I mean, I met this brother and this sister before the service, and I asked them who invited them to church. And they said, somebody invited them. The person invited them long time ago, or some weeks ago. Do you get it? But the first time you were invited, the, the first Sunday, you didn't come. Your soul didn't feel like come. But today, when you woke up, something you tell, oh, look, the guy invited today, let's honor it. Let's honor it today. We have missed maybe one, two, three Sundays, but today is the fourth Sunday. Let us honor the made you honor the invitation, it's your soul. Yeah. That's how God relates with you. Your soul. And your soul determines what you do. Now Jesus said, so if the soul, this is the soul, what will we give in exchange? What will we trade? What is the trade of value for a soul? Verse 36, it says, for what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? So Jesus said, let's put the whole world on this one side. Okay. And then put the soul on one side. Whether it will be a fair trade. So come, 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 come. You come. This is, this is, this is, this is, come, come up, come up. This is this guy. What's your name again? Good. This guy. This guy. He has a soul. Okay. Jesus said, this guy's soul. No, even you, you are too big. Go back. Uh, smaller, nyana. Boy, come. You are smaller. Come, come. You will say he's big. I need a small one. You are now Tapelo. Okay, what's your name? Tapelo, ne? Yes, you. This is Tapelo. What's your name? Tapelo. I told you. Good. Now, he says, if you put this Tapelo here, and you put the whole world, 
The whole world includes Johannesburg. It includes um, where again? China. You remember recently our communications minister said that she and her husband, they went to where? Geneva and Paris, but they didn't go to Switzerland. Yes, because Geneva is in the sea. That's what she meant. Anyway, so when you put all the America, all the countries in the world together, and you come the whole world, and you want to trade for this guy's soul, this tapello's soul, the whole world, if you give it and say, the exchange is, I want to take your soul. Jesus said, even that one, you don't make a profit. You make a loss. Which means the whole world is not enough to exchange for this guy's soul. It's not enough. That's how valuable a person's soul is. So when you are a Christian and you joke with your soul, you are joking with something, something very great. Many of you, if you have a new dress, you will not joke with it. You know, when, 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 I, when I dress up and I'm, sit down, sit, when I dress up and I'm coming to church, or I'm going anywhere, you see my children want to hug me. I say, hey, brother, you should have hugged me before I took a bath. Now I've dressed up. No, keep, be on your side. Let me be on, they want to see. Oh, I say, hey, be on your side. Let me be on my side. Why? Because I don't want to get dirty. Now, when you have a new dress, you say, oh, this is very valuable. This is, you keep it well. When you, you, you press it, sometimes a, a phone, you keep it so well. It's so precious to you. The thing that must be precious to you is your soul. It's your soul. That's what must be precious to you. That's the thing that must be precious. But unfortunately, that's the thing that we don't give any attention to. Our souls. It's not important to you. It's not important. Rather, other things, other useless things that there's a price for. That's what is important to us. Your soul is not important. But Jesus said, if you put the whole world on one side and you put a man's soul on this side, a man's soul is still worth far more. Just one soul, not all of us. Just one soul is still worth far more than this one. Many Christians are in the church, they joke with their souls. Many Christians see other people, they are interested in everything else about them, apart from the soul of the person. Interested in everything. You see somebody who wants to do ministry work, he's choosing a married partner, and he has just gone to choose somebody who is just beautiful, instead of choosing somebody who is spiritual. You see, I, I, one day I had a meeting, I said to a brother, I don't think you are being spiritual about this, your choice. You are not even looking at the, what is the person's soul? It's like, oh, because her ties are very big, big ties. We have been married over 15 years. We don't eat ties. We don't use the ties for anything in the marriage. No, 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 no. It's perhaps one of the least used commodities in the marriage. There's no difference between the tie and the knee. No difference. No difference. Look, if I if I just got him married, you would have said that. Oh, this guy he doesn't know. I've been married, my wife, for seventeen years. Yeah, I have to just check because I have to get. Maybe she married me before I married her, so I have to get the facts right. Yeah, seventeen. Miller, we don't use the ties for it. What are you? Are you are you a mechanic? Are you going to fix a car that you are interested in ties? It's like her ties are very big. The day she puts the ties on your face, you won't breathe again and you will die. 
that same tie will kill you. Now, as we close, let us look in the Bible and see somebody who joked with his soul. I'll need about 10 minutes more. Somebody who, who, who joked with his soul or two people who had a chance concerning their souls. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. We are reading from verse 19. Luke 16, 19. We see two people who had a chance to, and, and we, it shows us how they looked at, they looked after their souls. The Bible, let's look up, let's read. The Bible says, there was a certain rich man which clothed, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. This is character number one. Season one, episode one of this, this series. And there was a certain poor beggar. Now the second person comes into the movie. The person, his name was Lazarus, which laid at the rich man's gate, or which laid at his gate, full of sauce, and desiring to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. So the movie has begun, okay? These are the characters in the movie. These are the two people in the world at that time. We are talking about the soul of a man, i.e. your soul, my soul. Next verse. It says, and it came to pass that the beggar died. This movie is about dying. That the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. This is the first action that happened. When the guy ate the food from the rich man's table on the ground, the Bible came, it came to pass that he died. I'm sure he ate something that he was not supposed to eat. Or one of the dogs that were around beat him. Or he ate something that fell on the ground and then he got a virus. And then he died. Because he didn't have medical aid. He couldn't be taken to a private hospital. And then he died. But the Bible says, and it came to pass also, that the rich man also died and was buried. Now, when the first guy died, do you remember that angels came to carry them? Angels, I can tell you the names of all the angels, but you have to see me after church. The angels who came to carry, but angels came to carry. But when the rich man died, why won't you ask the question, where are the angels? Do you get it? Maybe you, you will say, maybe this guy was carried by angels. Then the rich man was carried by clientele life. Yeah. Or Avbob. Avbob's reps are here, so. Yeah. He was carried by angels, but the rich man, Avbob, came to bury him. Next verse. We are talking about, and in hell, who was in hell? The rich man. And in hell, he lived. Pastor, how did you know that it's the rich man? Just watch it. And he lifted up his eyes and being in torment and seeth Father Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. Straight away you can see the one who is looking can see Lazarus. So Lazarus didn't go to hell. Lazarus went to where we call Abraham's bosom. But this guy who had gone to hell Bible says he was tormented. He left. He was in torment. Next verse. Next verse please. And he cried and said Father Abraham have mercy on me. 
and send Lazarus. This guy was used to sending people. So he said, send Lazarus again. He didn't know that levels had changed. Their levels had changed. Sometimes you are with people, they think they are high. Then life does a certain cap. Then you see that levels have, may your levels change in the name of Jesus. May those who used to send you have no power to send you anymore because God has lifted you up. And he says, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. Next verse. And Abraham says, son, remember thou in thy lifetime received thy good things. Likewise, Lazarus, evil things, but now he's comforted and you are tormented. How you treat your soul will determine whether when you die you'll be comforted or tormented. You can let your soul do anything it wants to do now. Fool around, do all the things that... And it's your right. It's actually your right to do anything you like. But what it means, when you die, the reward for that thing is torment. Yeah, it's torment. And you can let your soul respond to God. The reward for it is that you'll be comforted when you die. It's all your right. It's on the human rights charter. Your, the right to do what you like. Yeah. Next one. It says, and besides all, between us and you, there's a great goal fix. It means God has built a God started building a wall before Donald Trump tried to build a wall around America. He said, between heaven and hell, God has built a wall. Nobody can go and nobody says that none, that so that they which would pass from here to there, from here to there, or from hence to you cannot Neither can they pass from us, pass to us. Like you cannot come to us and we cannot come to you. That will come from thence. You cannot come. You cannot come. Once you, once you die and your soul goes to hell, you can't cross. There's no escape. When we were young, there was a movie called Escape from Sobibor. Now this Sobibor, it was a prison during the Holocaust. And they used to keep prisoners there. And when they bring you to Sobibor, they give you, they do the roll call, they welcome you, everything. When they finish, they say, there shall be no escape in Sobibor. Yeah. So the movie, it was about escaping from Sobibor. Now, in hell, there shall be no escape. Yeah. No escape. No escape. Nobody will escape. Yeah. No escape plan. Now, this guy, why did he go to hell? He didn't give attention to his soul. His soul was not important. He was using his soul to just eat and dress nice. The Bible says he, 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 he was clothed in fine linen. He was always dressing, looking nice, taking selfies, updating his status. Today, I, I was telling somebody over the week that when I look at your status, I, I, it's like you are moving in the status, moving in the, I can't see you. So by the time I go left, then I'm feeling dizzy. Then I escape because you are moving too much. Yes, just stand at one place so that I can see who you are. But I see by the time I realize I'm feeling dizzy, I'm falling asleep. He was busy doing all these things, doing what, what was not right with God and kill. He was not feeding his soul. Many Christians are sitting in the church, they don't feed their souls. Yeah, don't feed their soul. When it's time for the word of God, that is when they are busy checking their phones. It's almost like, let me just while away the time. 
Do you see? Like, as I made this announcement, like, let's put our phones out. I see that those of you are in the front set. You have all put your phones away. Now you are listening to me. Those at the back, they are teetering in between life and death. It's like, oh, he cannot see us from here, so let us do what we like. Now, and, and I see, you see, it's, it's, it's with such absurdity. Do you get it? Such absurdity. Why? Because before you can look on your phone, you have to look down. So I don't need to see your phone. You have to drop your head. You, you, you understand? It's almost like Anyway, I'm a pastor. If I say it, they'll say the pastor is rude. So let me just not say it. Yeah. yeah. Before you, you, because if you don't want to drop your head, you have to make the phone this way. And we'll see it. So you have to keep the phone there and then drop your head. It's like such absurdity. It will take you a long time to understand it, which is enough. By the time you get to me, I've even forgotten the word. So then. Or even if you remember, spelling becomes a challenge. Then. No, don't, don't, don't assume that people know a lot of words. If you hand sanitizer, somebody was asked to say hand sanitizer. It's a hand sanitizer. Santa sanitizer. You have no idea. So it's not a simple thing. But this guy did not pay attention to his soul. But the poor man, he paid attention to his soul. So when he died, Bible says he was carried. The angels had him on their database. Angels knew about him. So they carried him and they took him into Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is like a, a holding part for heaven. Yeah. Now, after he saw that he had lost his soul, now look at what he's saying. Go, go, please go to where we are at. Then he said, I pray thee, Father, thou wouldest send him. This is the same. This guy, he really likes sending people. Have you ever lived with people who like everything they want to? The thing is by them. They will call you, hey, come, come. Look, sometimes my wife will call my children. And then when they come, he will tell, she will tell them, go and wash my hands for me. It's like, take my hand from me and go and wash it and bring it back. Hey! Oh! Sometimes the remote is in front of us. Come and take the remote and change the channel for me. Hey! So this guy was like that. So he said that thou wouldest send him to my father's house to do what? He says, "For I have five brethren that that he may testify unto them." lest they also come into this place of torment. Suddenly, the dead man wanted to go and talk to other people about their souls so that they don't come to hell. Yeah, he was now asking that they send somebody, Lazarus. And he couldn't even say that, send me, because he knows that he doesn't have anything to share with them. So now send Lazarus. So Lazarus will tell them what he did to escape this torment. He says, send that to my, to my brethren, the brethren. Then Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. By now, some of your ancestors are in hell. And some of my ancestors are in hell. And they are crying that, oh, Father Abraham, just send one of the, somebody who's dead. Some of the people who have died to come and testify to us. So that we don't come to hell. Your ancestors and my ancestors. By now they are shouting in the fire. And crying that look. 
go and tell them, please send somebody. Can one person be sent to just go and tell them that look, your soul is important. Don't exchange your soul for anything. Don't give up your soul for anything. Work on saving your soul. Yeah. Because they now know that it's true. Many people say that, oh, oh, this thing about Jesus is not true. When we die, that's the end. Yeah, it's not true. The life I'm living, if I die and it's really not true, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But if it's true, if it's true, and you don't allow yourself, your soul to be saved, and you die only to find out that it's true, and you become like, I'm sure somebody told the rich man, the rich man said, oh, I don't care. There's no heaven. There's no hell. You are just saying something to frighten us. You want us to be afraid. That's why you are saying, I'm sure he was saying all that. I'm sure he was saying all that. But he died to find out. Now, I don't want to die to find out whether it's true. If it is true. If only it is true. And it is true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. We have enough evidence to know that it is true. Now he says, send. Then look aloud, Abraham. And Father Abraham said to them, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He's, by now, somebody is crying. If you can send somebody to come and tell them. If you can send somebody to come and tell them. You can send somebody to come and tell them. And Abraham is saying, they have Bishop Daniel talking to them. Let them hear him. Let, he's talking to them about their souls this morning. Let them hear it. Let them hear it. Sometimes I come to church, you see somebody has come to church, praise and worship, will dance and dance and dance, sing, listen to everything, watch films. When it's time for the word of God, then they go home. Yeah. Even sometimes I have people, they just want to make eye contact with me and be sure that I have seen them. Do you get Be sure that I have seen them. Then once I see them, if I preach and I turn around, or then they, they sneak out. Sometimes they are sneaking out, then I turn around, so you see, they sit down somewhere. So I, and, and you see, I, I, when I was younger, I won a math award. At least, I have a certain level of intelligence. If I stood there, you are sitting here. The next time I open my eye, you are sitting there. The next time I open here, you are sitting there. I know you are on your way out. Actually, I don't want to disturb you, so I actually turn around so that you can disappear. Yeah. I don't know whether you are planning that when you get to heaven's gate, you call me as a witness. So it's like, because I saw you, it's okay. Yeah, because, because the bishop saw me, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm not God. I'm just an agent of God. I'm just a representative. God himself is God. You can't call me as a witness when we get to heaven. Yeah. No, you can't. Father Abraham said to him, look, even if we send somebody from the grave, to go and tell them they will not listen. I mean, just imagine how many of us have had a relative who has died before. Now, just imagine that as we are in church, okay, I want to be done in five minutes. When is five minutes? Just stop me, cut my mic, everything. Imagine that your relative who has died. Do you have somebody who has died? What's his name? Angela. Angela. It says she. Your mother. You love your mother so much. God bless her soul. But imagine that as you are sitting here right now, your mother walks through the door. I mean, your mother that you love, though, has your mother done anything bad to you before? Not that you know of. Ne? It's your mother. I mean, our mothers, nobody loves us more than 
the only love that lasts and lasts is the mother's love. Yeah. But I'm sure you will run away. Yeah, you don't run, but you run away. Oh, yeah, it's your mother. He'll be, she'll be calling. Oh, I'm your mother. You will still run away. You run, you run through the wall. I, I, I thought it was your mother. Isn't it your loving mother? But you will still run. Because human beings don't relate with dead people. So Abraham was there. Even if we send those who won't believe, you see, the people who will believe if we send a dead man, they are the same people who will believe if, we stay, if anybody tells them. They are the same people who will believe. How many of you have seen the virus? How many of you have seen coronavirus? If you have seen coronavirus, give me a wave. You have not seen it. But you believe that is there. How many of you believe that is there? Yeah, you don't need evidence. You just watch the news. They said there's something called Corona. Hey, Corona. Oh, where is it? Is the brother of Ebola? Oh, okay. Is the white version of Ebola? Oh, I believe. So he said, those who believe, those who believe, they are the ones who believe already. They just somebody said it. They just heard it. They are the people. Even if a dead man goes to them, they will not believe. Church of God. Your soul is so important that Jesus was ready to say that it's not even a fair trade to exchange it for the whole world. All the cars in the world, all the houses in the world, it's not enough. It's simply not enough. From today, you have to take your soul very seriously. From today, you have to give value to your soul. You see somebody in the church nicely, happily, then they go and trade their soul for a relationship out there. It's like, oh, I, start, I know students, their parents think they are asleep in their room. Meanwhile, they are in town, chilling. Sunday morning, they come to church, they'll be standing there when you can say, you are, even they are the ones holding the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Ideally, they should be pressing on the... It's like you give up your Christian life for such foolishness. You don't know the value of your soul. Your soul is so important that Jesus was ready to die for it. To die. To give up his soul so that your soul will be saved. Give up his soul so that your soul will be saved. Yeah. You see Christian brothers, they are sitting down at the pub and they are drinking and getting drunk. Yeah. Busy. Hey, Pastor, I didn't see anywhere in the Bible that says we shouldn't drink. So they are busy getting drunk. Yeah. Now, even when you ask, they say they are curing the virus. Yeah. They are using the alcohol too. Yeah. To, 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 to sanitize. It's time to take your soul seriously. Brothers and sisters, you can be sitting in the church and still go to hell. I say it again. Lazarus and the rich man, they were at the same place. Lazarus went to heaven. The rich man went to hell. When it's time for your soul to be fed, you can allow your neighbor to be talking to you. There are some people, they just come to the church. They are almost like agents of the devil. And they'll just be talking throughout the whole service. See, it's like when we were at home, she had nothing to say. She didn't say anything. As soon as the preaching started, then she starts to talk to you. She will talk to you to 
throughout the preaching, you by the time you finish, you have not heard anything. Meanwhile, it is the preaching that feeds your soul. It is the preaching that feeds your soul. So you sit in the church for years and you have heard nothing of the word of God. When they were singing, she won't say anything. When they were doing film stars, she won't say anything. As soon as the preaching starts, do you remember? Do you see? Did you see? Were you there? Who told you? Who came there? All kinds of talkings. Let me wear some of your hat. I hope it's sanitized. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's the, that's the time she begins, he begins, he starts a whole argument with you. A whole argument. Why? It's just trying to cut you off from the thing that will feed your soul. From today, begin to take your soul seriously and allow God to, to minister and to feed your soul so that you don't end up like this rich man. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. From today, begin to take your soul seriously. Your soul can your soul feeds on only one thing to grow, and that thing is the word of God. That's what your soul feeds on. It's the word of God. It doesn't feed on anything else. It feeds on the word of God. It feeds on the word of God. That's what it, that, that's what controls you. Your soul feeds on the things it reads and it hears. That's what it feeds. It sees. Yes, that's what he feeds. If you have just seen movies, you see your soul is more towards the devil. Yeah. The only thing that brings your soul towards what God wants you to be is the word of God. I want you to pray for yourself right now as we close. That Lord, give me the strength to concentrate on building my soul. That I'll read my Bible. I'll pray every day. I'll read my Bible. I'll pray so that my soul will grow my soul that I can feed my spirit I can feed my spirit I don't want my soul to go to hell like the rich man's soul 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 Father every soul that is here present I pray that you touch it help us to give value to our soul Help us not to give our souls in exchange for frivolous things and for things that don't matter. Help us, Lord. May we not be like this rich man in Luke chapter 16 who went to hell because he didn't pay attention to his soul. But may we be a church that pays attention to our souls. That will be like Lazarus who was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now you are here this morning. Your soul is far from God when you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. It means the God of your life is the devil. Now when the God of your life is the devil, your soul can never be fed. Because Satan is the master of your life. Satan is the master of your life. But today, we can turn that thing around. We can turn. Jesus shed his precious blood so in, in, to exchange it for your soul and for the salvation of your soul. So I want to pray with you quickly today. 
If you want to ask Jesus to come into your life and be the Lord of your life, I want to pray with you right now. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Everybody close your eyes. Every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, please, everybody standing, please. This is just for one second and then we are done. Every And every eye closed, please. Just respect your neighbor, okay? Yeah. You want to say, Pastor, sweetheart, close your eyes. You are the one I'm talking to in English. Good. You want to say, Pastor, please. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to surrender my soul to Jesus today so that Jesus will become the Lord of my life. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, I want to go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your right hand quietly where you are standing and I will pray with you. Don't look at anybody. Just lift up your right hand quietly. This is not a decision you make with somebody. It's a personal decision. Lift up your right hand quietly. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Lift your hand high above your head. You do not want to live here with the possibility that you can go to hell. Lift your hand high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift. If you are, I said lift it high above your head, please. Lift it high, I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me, I'll pray. Don't let's take, let's be serious with what we are doing. Come to me, I'll pray with you. Come, I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. It's better to be sure. It's better to be sure. It's better to be sure. I'm sure somebody spoke to the rich man and he said, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But when he got to hell, he started to care. When he got to hell, he started to care. He started to care. The Bible says, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. God will ask you, do you remember that guy who lifted his hand and he was calling you? He was he was calling you. You could you will remember this picture as I lay, as I call you this way and I say, Come, God will show you this video in heaven. You will not have any excuse. If you want to come, come now, come now. Jesus is reaching out to you. Come now, come now, come now. It's better to be sure. Come now, because one day. Okay. 
Gibonke. Gibonke, na? Yabona? Good. Now, debonge me. Don't debonge anybody. Bonge me. Good. Yeah. Now, as you are looking at me, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Okay? We are serious. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Debonge lady, look at me. You are the one who taught me the thing, so please look at me. Okay? Good. Now, pray this prayer with me. It's your prayer. I'm just helping you to pray and believe it with your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life from today. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for yourself, for yourself, for yourself, for yourself. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, use them. May the devil not snatch them again. May they be yours and be yours forever. May their lives be led to glorify you and be and used to turn other souls to righteousness. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Before you Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.